leaving aside the mysteries and the inequities of human talent, brains, taste, and reputations, the matter of art in photography may come down to this. It is the capture and projection of the delights of seeing. It is the defining of observation full and felt. The secret of photography is, the camera takes on the character and personality of the handler. Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. This is Antonio, and welcome to episode 101, 101. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I hope your summer's going well so far. It's the, uh, this is the, uh, what are we on? Oh, this is the middle of July already. It's the middle of July. Believe that? Yeah, no, I haven't done much this <laughs> summer. I've only been working. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I hope you got a chance to listen to, uh, the previous episode, uh, my hundredth one episode, 100th episode, excuse me, uh, where, um, I had, uh, you know, a bunch of the, uh, fellows that have, uh, joined me in the, uh, unusual collective, the photography collective that we've created. Um, it was a lot of fun. I wanted to just sort of go back for a second. That was a great episode. It was a lot, it was great to have. Uh, some of the guys from the collective on. We didn't have everybody. I didn't have uh, Max Sikulski or uh, Mark Ryerson, uh, but I did have, um, oh gosh, <laughs> Ward Rosen and Brian Manier and David Swiduck. Um, and I and I, you know, I put a little uh, interjected a little uh, apology in there because, you know, I had not invited everybody in the group uh, to be on that show, and I I was, you know, like I said during the apology. It was, uh, part of me was thinking it was a technical issue. I wouldn't be able to record everybody, but you know what? I never give everybody the chance to even, uh, you know, uh, be on the show. I didn't invite everybody and, you know, I could have figured out how to record everybody. So I, I do want to say again out loud to everybody that, uh, I'm sorry that I didn't have everybody on, uh, from the unusual collective on that show. And that will not happen again. Uh, next time, you know, we will try to get everybody on if our schedules can allow it, um, but I want to have uh, everybody in a group uh, doing, you know, a, a podcast or a roundtable with the Unusual Collective. And it's six of us talking photography. And we might put that on, you know, one of these shows. I might do one of the episodes of Street Shots and make it an Unusual Collective uh, podcast, you know, just for one episode. So we'll see. But it was a lot of fun talking to those guys. And you know what? I realize I have not had, you know, you as an audience by myself for a little while. I've had a lot of guests on lately, which has been a lot of fun. And, you know, that's not going to stop. I'm going to try to get people on more and more. But it was a little bit of a hectic month so far. Uh, and I haven't been able to really organize my thoughts together <laughs> to get another person to come on the show. So you're just going to have me tonight to... Uh, to, uh, you know, talk your ear off about photography or at least what, you know, what's going on, uh, in, in my photography world. And you've noticed that there's been a little bit of a format shift in the, uh, in the show. Uh, hopefully, um, I'm starting off the show with some, uh, photographer quotes and, uh, I will reveal at the end of the show who the quotes are. Um, but with any luck, you'll, you know, you might be able to figure out, you know, I'm already spoiling it, but you might be able to figure out who the quotes are from, but, you know, I, I've always liked the idea of finding quotes from photographers who uh, I like or photographers I want to get to know more of. And um, 
I mean, photographers, you know, can say really interesting and profound things. Uh, They're not just taking pictures, you know, they can talk and they can write. Uh, So, yeah, I want to uh, I want to start the show with a photographer quote. You know, it sounds like fun. So I'd love to hear uh, any feedback you guys have about that. Um, And I'm hoping you're enjoying the new music. I love the new music. It's finally wonderful to have my own uh, theme song that was written specifically for me uh, and this show. And, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it took me a little while to get used to it, um, even though I helped to sort of formulate the tune and, and whatnot. The, uh, uh, the guy who helped me make the music, uh, you know, we went back and forth about different kinds of styles and stuff like that. And uh, I really like it, and and it's good to move away from the stock music. Although I got so used to that other song, you know, it was just something like, you know, that that tune just would hit my head. But now I've got the new one, and and it's mine, and you know, I've uh, I really enjoyed uh, listening to it and, it and starting to make it my theme. So uh, hope you guys like that too. So anyway, uh, let's just get right into stuff because uh, I, I don't know how long I'm going to be able to talk to tonight for. I'm actually recording this late tonight and it's the 15th, so I'm a little late with the show. But uh, let's see, I have a few things. Oh, so anyway, going back to the collective, look, um, I would suggest and hope that you guys uh, follow the Unusual Collective. You can find us at unusualcollective.photography. Uh, we've got a website up there and we're starting to post um, essays there. And that's what you're going to be seeing a lot of great work from uh, the guys in the Unusual Collective, mostly in essay form. And we want to write a lot of stuff about photography, and also include our own pictures. And uh, but I think uh, we have a lot to say. So you'll find out that we're going to we've got three, uh, three essays up there now, one from myself, one from Ward Rawson and uh, one from Dave Swiduck. And I'm already working on another one. And, you know, you might be asking, well, why aren't you putting that on your own website? And I said, maybe I will. You know, maybe I will. But right now, the idea of being in a collective uh, with another group of photographers like-minded, helping each other out and like sort of spreading the word, um, you know, to the world about what we're doing and and sharing, that's actually kind of exciting for me right now. And that's giving me a lot of energy to you know, actually go out and shoot and even produce this podcast. You know, I'm not saying I wouldn't do the podcast, but, you know, sometimes it's great to have that creative energy from another group of people who are thinking and feeling in a similar way. So the collective is right now that sort of uh, not quite a lifeline, but, you know, a real good, uh, you know, kind of like creative gas station where I go up and get filled up uh, with some really good creative energy. And so, you know, follow what we're doing there. You know, I've already started an Instagram account uh, where we'll be putting up stories and stuff like that and sharing some pictures. But we're now on Twitter um, and I'll put links in the in the show notes for for you to get to those specifically. So uh, I don't have to actually say it right now and you'll have to remember it. And, uh, you know, I don't know if we'll do a Flickr group. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we're not doing Facebook. It's just uh, I'm, I'm handling the social media part <laughs> of the Unusual Collective, and I've already got a lot to, on my plate. So we're just sticking with the major things like Twitter and Instagram. Uh, not Google+, because that's gone. <laughs> I know it was a photographer's world out there. I'm sorry. I never really got into Google+. I tried. Uh, this thing with circles and stuff like that. It was just, I mean, I'm a smart guy, but I couldn't figure this stuff out. It was just too much. And I know it became a really 
uh, photographer-oriented group, um, uh, you know, social media uh, location. But uh, it just never clicked with me, and I never got enough traction in there. I couldn't figure out what was going on. Anyway, I'm talking about something that's gone. I won't do that. So anyway, uh, so far, my summer has been... Uh, just the usual working and, and, uh, working and working <laughs> trying to survive. So are you guys doing the same thing, working and trying to survive, you know, uh, part of, uh, as I found out about a lot of other photographers in, in the world, uh, especially through my readings of, uh, Walker Evans and other photographers in the past and how many of them had other jobs, uh, and did their photography on the side, you know, or did it at night, you know? I was reading about Walker Evans, and initially when he was starting, he was doing, you know, he had a night job, and then he would go out and photograph during the day. And even Lartigue was a painter, you know, he didn't, you know, he did his photography on the side. He only became famous when he was 60. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, I have a day job, <laughs> two day jobs, actually. And to get out and spend some time shooting on my, you know, just going out and shooting is not easy. Uh, again, I do most of my street photography, as you well know, on my way to work, on my way back to work, you know, maybe a little bit on the weekends while I'm walking around. Um, but to have a big block of time, and that's coming up for me, actually, I'm taking the month of August off of one of my jobs. I still have to work my other job, but I'll have a little bit more uh, freedom in terms of being able to go out or pick a day and go out during the morning and come and work in the afternoon or something like that. So I'm probably going to get a little bit more shooting done in August. Of course, it's the hottest time in New York <laughs> to go out and shoot. And the light is uh, challenging to say the least. So we'll see what I can do. But I do want to drop myself off in the city because um, I spend most of my time in Brooklyn here. Uh, and I do want to go into the city and uh, just sort of, you know, go crazy on one of the avenues, one of the big crowded avenues of my camera. And I actually suggested this to, who did I suggest it to? Uh, Ward Rosin. Uh, we were talking on in our uh, collective um, uh, Discord uh, group. Uh, and I was suggesting that, you know, instead of walking around with your camera slung around your neck or around your shoulder, uh, maybe once walk around with your camera just literally held in front of you taking shots. And that would mean that there's no time delay between the time you want to, you're looking at something and taking a shot. And part of my thinking about that was if you're walking around and your camera's around your neck, let's, let's say it's around your shoulder, right? Because a lot of people walk around with it around their shoulders. You're walking around and you're looking for things to shoot and you're evaluating, you know, and it might be walking around and you look at that, you know, garbage can and you're like, well, maybe I don't photograph it. Maybe I don't want to photograph it. Or you, you're walking and you see people coming at you and someone's wearing an interesting suit and you're thinking, eh, maybe I should shoot them. And then you have to, you know, obviously move your camera from whatever position it is on, you know, on your body and, and compose the shot. And uh, that is not necessarily hard, you know, especially if you have the, the camera around your neck, you can pick it up really fast. But what my thought process around that was maybe that I, you know, that idea of evaluating something while you're walking around and shooting you know, or wanting to shoot and you're looking at things and you're thinking and you're thinking about shooting and maybe to move away from that, to make the shooting more of a body experience rather than a thought experience. You know, you're not looking for photography. You're not looking to take pictures uh, so, you know, it might be a weird kind of exercise, but walking around with the camera in front of your face, well, you know, in such a way that you're not going to, you know, you know, step on somebody or hit them or whatever, but keeping it in, in such a way that, uh, the, um, your, your hand, eye, 
you know, connection to the camera is right there. And you're, and maybe you're not thinking so much. Maybe you're going, no, no, also not, you know, <laughs> I can imagine suddenly I'm, I'm doing this in my head and I'm like, oh, now you're walking around with your camera in front of your face and you're just pressing the button. And no, I, I don't mean that because you could do that. And then you're like, you know, it's like a, a million monkeys typing on a typewriters and eventually get Shakespeare. If you take enough pictures, sure, you'll get a good one once in a while. Okay, that can happen, you know, but my thought process about this exercise would be to make it more of something that you're doing in the moment, you know, that you're not, that I, how do I say this? I mean, you're, you want to not think about taking the picture. You want to, you, you want to be aware of taking a shot, but you want to not think, you want to get out of your head. And so, you know, I had this idea, if you had the camera in your hands, like I'm, I'm holding both my hands together as if I was holding the camera and your finger is just ready on the trigger and you're hovering and you're scouting and you're walking and you're scouting and you're walking and you're looking and you see something and boom, you click when boom, you click, you know, and uh, you know, my my imagination for me is like, I'm going to go maybe uh, I'll let you know in August when I do this, if I do that, I'm going to do this because why not, you know, drop myself down in the middle of Fifth Avenue at lunchtime. And, uh, you know, with many ideas, it'll probably be crowded, probably hopefully mostly with tourists uh, and and just see what it's like to sort of like weave into the crowds and look for combinations of people and and things and just keep that camera in front of me and and ready to go you know and and even do that if i'm not in a crowd just like maybe i would probably keep it around my neck because i generally keep it around my neck if i keep the camera keep both of my hands on it you know uh keep that physical connection to it so i don't have to have that moment of picking up my hands and moving the camera to a position you know and and thinking about taking a picture so uh i'm you know, it's a homework assignment. I'm going to do mine in, in August. So, you know, it's a couple of weeks away, a few weeks away. Like when able to go out and, you know, take a morning off and go into the city. You guys want to try it ahead of time. Hey, by all means do. And, you know, let me know if that's, if this is actually, am I just talking out of my, you know, left ear or does this make sense? Does this, is this something worth trying as an exercise? And, you know, let's see where it goes with that. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. This is, I'm, you know, I'm thinking mostly street photography. I don't think this is going to work for, uh, it's probably not going to work for sports photography. It might not work, probably not for landscape, right? You know, we're talking about things that you want to grab right away. So, you know, I'm a little edgy here, more towards street photography or the like, you know, if there's a, a events, you know, or maybe a family event or something like that. Uh, so yeah, anything that, where you can think that you're going around, you know, maybe you're traveling someplace, you know, uh, you're going to a new place and, and you want to take some pictures and, uh, yeah, you can take the tourist pictures and stuff like that, but see what would happen if you, uh, you know, the main idea is to really try to get out of the thought process of taking a picture of thinking about it, saying, oh, you know, and, and looking at something with your eye and like, let the camera pull you around, you know? So Let's see how it goes. If you guys do it, you know, let me know. I'd be really curious. Uh, um, I'll let you know in August when I do this, and, and we'll see where we get from there. But anyway, all right, that was sort of a sidetrack. That's not on my notes about what to talk about. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, let's see. Uh, well, actually, you know, first of all, if you're following me on Instagram or Flickr or Twitter, you've probably been seeing uh, a little bit different work from me in the past couple of few weeks. Uh, you know, it's mixed in with some of my street photography, but, um, 
I've decided, you know, this is a thinking process. <laughs> I've decided that I wanted to shoot kind of like in a documentary style like Walker Evans. Now, you know, a couple episodes ago, uh, Ward uh, and I went into a deep dive about Walker Evans. And in, in prepping for that show, I ended up buying a bunch of books on Walker. I've always liked Walker. I mean, for some reason... I must have grown up with a book in my house or something like that, or I've seen his work, but some, you know, somewhere along the line, I really, really enjoyed his work. So when, when Ward suggested we do the show on him, I was like, yeah, you know, and it was the most expensive podcast I've done so far because I had to buy, I bought a bunch of books that I didn't have, you know, uh, and actually I blame Ward for this because <laughs> after now meeting him and talking about photography, I'm finding myself buying a lot of photography books and I'm sure he appreciates this because I know he's got a giant photo book collection. Um, and you know what, if I'm going to buy any kind of books, uh, that I want to keep, you know, photography books are really great to have, you know, so I, I need some more shelf space too for storing these. And my wife is going to, yeah, well, that's all another story. <laughs> We're trying to get rid of stuff and here I'm buying more books. Anyhow, I immerse myself in his work and his story uh, as much as possible uh, for in prepping for that show with Ward. And, you know, so I really saturated myself with his work. And uh, lately I've been walking around my own neighborhood and seeing uh, kind of things that would be like, oh, I, you know, I bet um, I bet Walker Evans would have shot something like this. Right. And uh, one weekend, uh, I went around my neighborhood and I turned my, my Fuji camera into a black and white, you know, I put on one of the presets in black and white and I actually adjusted it a little bit. And you know, the great thing about a mirrorless camera in general is that you can see, you know, in the LCD screen or the viewfinder exactly what you're going to get, you know? So I'm sending the shot up in black and white and I'm looking at some buildings in my neighborhood at a certain time of day while I'm walking around. Uh, this is after, certainly after the, the Walker Evans podcast. So um, my brain is kind of in that mode already and I'm looking around and I'm looking through the camera and I'm like, Oh my, that looks like something that he might've shot. So I'm walking around my neighborhood. I'm, I'm taking pictures of architecture and American flags and, and stuff like that. And I'm actually seeing through, you know, I would, maybe you call it the Walker Evans filter, but I'm suddenly seeing through um, his eyes in some way. Now, you know, I'm not trying to, uh, well, I'm not going to say this. I'm not trying to emulate him. I, I'll get into that in a minute. But, you know, uh, having already seeped myself into his work and, and his thinking a little bit, as much as I could through the books I was reading, and then walking around and, and looking through my camera and seeing stuff that's been like, that's sort of presenting itself in a similar way. And I was like, huh, this is interesting. Like living history in some way, living through, like living in history in some way. Uh, maybe, you know, I'm not comparing myself to Walker Evans in any kind of respect. The guy was, you know, uh, it, it, I'm not even going to go through it. You know, he's living in a different time period. He's at the sort of the beginning ages of photography is living in the depression, uh, different circumstances altogether. I'm walking around. I have the benefit of having read about him. I'm saturated in his work. So like, I'm already kind of like uh, geared in that mindset, you know, but, uh, you know, so I'm walking around my neighborhood, I'm seeing these pictures, I'm taking some shots, I'm, I'm looking at them, and I'm kind of liking what I see. Uh, and, you know, I start thinking, oh, gosh, am I now trying to imitate Walker Evans? I don't know. So anyway, a couple of weeks ago, 
uh, my wife and I head up to this great little town in uh, upstate New York called Hudson, and it's on the Hudson River. It's actually a uh, it's actually a whaling town, and I would, uh, I'm not going to get into the history of it because I don't I can't quite say it off the top of my head. But in the uh, Airbnb we stayed, and there was a little note about the uh, the history of the town. It was a whaling town. Somehow they dragged all the whaling carcasses up the Hudson to process them in this town. But anyway, it's this, it's a small town. Um, a lot of people from New York go up there and there's actually a lot of galleries and uh, antique stores uh, in that area. And it is kind of an expensive little town. I mean, you know, it's you know, the Airbnb we stayed at. It was not cheap, but it wasn't bad, um, but it wasn't, cheap cheap it's a, so it's a destination town the amtrak goes up there and a lot of people go up there for the weekend and whatnot and we were up there for friday through sunday and so we got up there early on oh early mid-afternoon on on friday and the light was really nice and so when we settled down into the airbnb i you know my wife wanted to go take a nap and i was like you know i'm gonna go out and photograph and boy was i glad that i did and i'm walking around and the buildings are from certainly from the turn of the 20th century the, the majority of them right and the main street on that uh in hudson is a street called warren street warren street excuse me uh for slurring <laughs> warren street is this main east um east to west street in fact it runs perpendicular to the hudson river so the the, the town is um in a sense, perpendicular to the, to the Hudson River in a, in a grid form. So it's a lot of just streets, you know, numbered streets uh, going uh, north-south, and then these uh, name streets that are going uh, uh, east to west. Warren is the main street. Um, a lot of galleries, a lot of old stores, the kind of stores that you see where the uh, entrances are receded into the store. So you have glass uh, you know, uh, display cases on the outside, and you have to take a, you know, 10 10 foot walk into the doorway so the the door is not right up front um kind of like uh you know i think of it as an elliot Erwitt shot that i love so much of a mannequin looking at a woman walking in the street and, and i can tell he's in one of these kind of storefronts where like the entrance is receded and he's shooting through the glass but anyway uh you know i think of elliot Erwitt. i'm in this town i'm like oh man i love these storefronts but anyway i'm looking at the buildings and i'm looking at the light and i'm and all of a sudden boom again i'm having this sort of flash of like oh i've seen i've seen this before you know this is this is kind of like the light that evans would love to shoot in and i'm looking at some of the buildings and you know they're from the turn of the 20th century you know the 18 late 1800s uh, some of the buildings are well actually a lot of them are late 1800s but then they're like 1905 1910 um, to go back for a second, my neighborhood has a lot of buildings uh, from that time period. Well, New York is old, of course, but um, some of the same uh, time period from the 1910s and stuff like that. So, you know, prior to the Depression and whatnot. And so anyway, I'm looking through my camera. I've got my camera set up in black and white, of course. And I'm looking. The light is a hazy sunlight, but it's, it's kind of strong. Uh, so there's some shadows, but the shadows are kind of filled a little bit because it's... Uh, a little hazy and i'm seeing i'm seeing the same kind of things again and i'm like oh wow you know so i walk around for like two hours and i you know buildings are uh some of them actually look the same uh except for air conditioners but you know i was taking some pictures on warren street one i took a shot of a it was like a county clerk's building 
And the uh, and after I shot it and I looked at it uh, and I processed it later, and I said the only thing that's giving this building away for being modern was like one or two air conditioners. Otherwise, it looked exactly the the same as I can imagine it looked, you know, like close to 100 years ago. Um, and so anyway, the light is the same, and and I'm and I'm walking around thinking. Well, first of all, I was thinking, I wonder if Evans ever showed up at this town, because at some point he was doing an assignment uh, early on in his career where he was going around photographing uh, Greek revival architecture before it was getting torn down because people were getting kind of tired of that style. And so he and I can't remember who his partner was, uh, who was a writer, going around photographing these in the Northeast um, before these this style of architecture was taken down. So uh, in Hudson, they've got plaques in a lot of the buildings, and they tell you the style of the architecture. And I was coming across a lot of plaques. I said, you know, Greek Revival. And I was like, really? Wow. You know, so <laughs> this, is, this is like walking in a time machine. I'm like, I'm in some sense not channeling Evans, but, you know, here I am, like, looking at things through the filter you know, of the camera and seeing the light and um, wondering, you know, he was doing that as a job. And actually a lot of his photography was job. He was documenting these, you know, we talk about the doc documentary style. He was documenting these things. It ended up becoming artwork afterwards, you know, but I don't think he was out to make, uh, in fact, he, says so much of this is like not out to make artwork he's out to make a document of of something and so you know that's what i'm going around thinking like well let me go around and just document this town yes i'm going to do it in a style that is you know if you looked at it it's reminiscent of an evan style or anybody else who's shooting a documentary style um imagery uh, at least you know in terms of architecture i'm not shooting people i'm just shooting you know the place and let me see what happens. And, you know, after a couple of hours, uh, I got back to my my room and I was, you know, flipping through stuff on, uh, you know, I transferred it to my iPhone or my iPad. I can't remember. It was my iPad. And doing a little tweaks to it because the, the camera isn't doing exactly what I want and coming out with the results. And I'm looking like it, like, wow, it looked like I was shooting on film, which I really love doing sometimes. If I can make something digital, not look digital, that's really great. And, um... You know, the subject matter, you know, shooting this, these buildings, a lot of the a lot of the houses, the old houses that people live in. And the town is really uh, I'll put links to let's see if I got I think I got a Flickr gallery from this year. And I might have a Flickr gallery from last year. Last year I was there as well, the same around the same time. And I wasn't thinking of Evans then. I was actually just walking around and shooting. Uh, I was actually I had just bought the um, the seven artisans. 25 millimeter f uh, 1.8 for my fuji's manual focus lens which i've fallen in love with and sh and i think that was the first time i was using it really a lot was in in hudson and i was shooting color and i was shooting a lot of stuff with it and i just loved it i didn't have such good weather it was like more overcast then but the colors were great and the subject matter is great so uh, i'll if i don't have a Flickr gallery up for both of those i'll I'll put them up before I put up the show notes so you can go see before the show goes up, which means I have to do it tonight. Well, anyway, <laughs> I know I've got my recent Hudson Gallery up there so you can see what I'm talking about. I don't know if the other one's up there. Right around the corner from where I was staying, uh, I was coming back 
and the, the sun was coming down lower. You know, it was getting late in the afternoon, but there was still sunlight. And there's a there's a delicatessen I'm looking at. And I'm like, I, I stopped and I looked and I was like, whoa, you know, this looks like, you know, some of Evans' pictures, he shot a lot of storefronts or even like uh, uh, roadside uh, stores, you know, selling fruits and, and, and fish or meat or whatever like that. And he just and he just shot it and straight on. And so I'm I'm like, oh, this looks you know, this looks like something he would have captured. So I'm I'm there setting up my camera and I'm shooting it. All of a sudden from around the corner, a gentleman comes into the frame and he's wearing uh, the outfit of um, uh, Muslim. I think he's going, I don't know if he's going to prayers or whatnot, but he's wearing the white. Uh, I, I don't know what it's called, but it goes all the way down. Uh, the, the garb goes down to his, past his legs and he's got a white skull cap on and he's walking towards the deli. And I'm like, holy wow <laughs> and and so he's walking and i'm shooting and i get him I, I do a series of shots and he walks into the uh he walks into the delicatessen and uh, i end up picking a picture where he's sort of off uh, you know offset in the frame and what i'm thinking about is here we go because if you know my street pictures from my neighborhood i live in a neighborhood where it's an incredibly ethnically diverse area and uh, we've got like i said uh, orthodox jews we've got muslims we've got uh you know, uh, Eastern Europeans, uh, Uzbekistan, it's got uh, Mexican, we got like everybody, Polish. I mean, the, the, this is a melting pot in my neighborhood. And, you know, I photograph a lot of people uh, who are uh, religious. So I got a lot of uh, Hasidic Jews and I got a lot of Muslims because uh, the neighborhood is just full of everybody. And so here I am in Hudson, New York, and I'm seeing somebody walking into my walker evans frame of the of the, <laughs> the the deli front and the guy looks like he just came from my neighborhood and and so i clicked a few shots and i was i was thrilled by that because then it became the the image sort of became this sort of conglomerate of the kind of photography i do at home the street photography and and walker evans it became this document and with somebody who looked familiar to me, somebody who uh, almost made me feel like I was at home and also transcended time, you know, uh, flash forward to uh, where we are now, you know, thinking back in, in the past and how, um, you know, I, I've never really made the show political and so I'm not. Uh, so don't get any ideas here. But, you know, we, this country has changed because of immigration. We've gotten people from all. We've always it's always been this way. People from the outside coming in and bringing their cultures into into America. And so, you know, I didn't know there was a Muslim community in Hudson. And I don't recall it, uh, there being one there last year uh, when I was walking around. I didn't see, but it, I wasn't necessarily paying attention and today I was paying it this time I was paying attention in a different way. So anyway, I had this moment of like, wow, this is uh, sort of a handshake between me and Evans right in the shot. And I'll you'll see that in the show notes. I might even make that the featured picture uh, of the, you know, of the podcast. So uh, I ended up walking. I was able to uh, my wife and I were there for an event. And so I, we stayed until Sunday. And so Sunday was the next time. Yeah, Sunday was the next time I could go around and take pictures. And again, I had in the morning, uh, I had some really nice light uh, that I could uh, take advantage of. And so 
I just walked around and continued shooting in in the Evans style. In fact, you know, you look at the back of my uh, on my um, Fuji camera, you can set up presets, and I actually named this one called Evans. Uh, it's a black and white with a hmm, red filter. Uh, and I softened some of the highlights and shadows. And I, I have to do some tweaking in, in Lightroom to get the exact look that I want. I try to lower the contrast a bit and soften the shadows. So, But I like the idea that I named the uh, preset Evans just because it was like, you know, I'm looking and I'm looking through the camera and this is what I'm seeing. So uh, it was it was an interesting experience. And, and so I've been posting the pictures, you know, on Instagram and Flickr. Well, actually, anything on Instagram goes to Flickr. So my main source is Instagram. And I've been getting a lot of positive feedback about it. I mean, I like the pictures. You know, I love... I've always liked documenting things. I mean, anytime I can take pictures of something that looks really nice, I love to do it, you know? And so I'm starting to think about this now. Like, uh, okay, so obviously I was so, you know, entrenched in reading Evans, so I got, you know, walker on the brain, <laughs> you know, like walking around. And so, yes, I'm going to start to see things in the way that he might have seen things because my mind has been saturated with his stuff and his style. And yet, uh, you know, something attracts me to his style in the first place, right? I love his work. I've always loved his work. And, you know, so I'm looking at the world now through his eyes a little bit, but I'm also looking at him through my eyes, you know? So I'm really at this point where I'm trying to figure out, okay, what's going on? Now, this is not my street photography, right? It's not people in the streets being captured from shots on the hip and blah, blah, blah. And you know what? Sometimes I get really kind of tired of that. I mean, I love doing it. But at a certain point, I just got to take a break. You know, it's just enough. I want to say enough already. But like, you know, if I do it too much, I'm, I'm losing some excitement about it. So this idea of moving away and like, okay, well, I'm not going to shoot people. I'm going to shoot buildings or I'm going to shoot something. And then I'm shooting in his style. So I'm starting to think, well, am I okay, is, is this an homage to Evans? Am I imitating him? Am I emulating him? Am I copying him? Like, all these things started to pop in my head. And I'm not really sure what to make of this, you know? And I'm, I'm kind of throwing it out to all of you to either help me figure it out <laughs> or, or, you know, think about it yourself. You know, if is there a photographer that you like that you might have you know done the same thing gotten really absorbed in their work and suddenly you're looking out in the world and you're starting to see things through that filter of that person's work their style or something like that and maybe you even pick up your camera and you try to try to shoot in their style and and okay so that's not your style because it's somebody else's style but are you then like what's going on here you're absorbing something from somebody else and you're taking it and you maybe want to make it your own, you know? Now, I, at what point does it become copying? Well, sure, maybe if I went down to, you know, Alabama and started photographing churches, you know, in in the same churches that he was doing, that Evans was doing, maybe that's exactly copying because I want to shoot exactly what he shot, you know? But am I copying because now I'm starting to see things in a way that he might have seen things, you know? So am I copying his style? am I even copying it? Because I'm looking at stuff and I'm thinking, I like this. I've always liked this. I mean, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, if I go back to my work that I shot in, in Hudson last year, whereas some of the stuff I might not have been shooting exactly in Evan's style, you might 
not see that much of a difference. And I wasn't thinking of Evans last year because I didn't do the podcast last year on him. I just did it, you know, a couple of few weeks ago. Uh, so, but he's always been in my mind. He's always been part of my, my DNA in some way, my photography DNA. You know, I've always looked at his work. I've always liked his work amongst other photographers. I mean, there's a lot of other photographers I, I like, you know, and so all those images are, in, are part of my, you know, my collected memory. Uh, and in how could they not influence, I mean, I've talked about this before. How could they not influence what I'm taking a picture of or what I'm creating? I mean, I am making my own spin on it, right? This time, this year, the, the, the spin is a little bit more, I mean, not the spin, but the, the, um, the, uh, the source material is so much more obvious in some way, you know? Uh, I mean, you, you put them down. If I was to put one of my shots down and one of his shots down and didn't say to somebody who they were from, right, but ask them were they from the same photographer, someone might say yes. I'm not saying not everybody would say yes, but someone might say yes. And then that makes me think, oh, boy, what am I doing here? You know, am I copying? Am I am I living through his uh, through his eyes? Am I trying to be like him? You know, uh, he again, we're separated over time, very long period of time. Uh, his motivations for photography were something totally different than mine. Although it's interesting when I read his biography, there is some similarities in, in terms of the way we grew up and when we got how early we liked photography, but that doesn't mean anything, you know, you know, twins, even twins grow up and they become different people. You know, I, <laughs> you know but I'm not, again, not trying to copy them. Um, but I am trying to figure this out because I like the work. I like the stuff I shot in Hudson. I'm, I'm continuously doing it, you know, even in my own neighborhood, I'm walking around now and, uh, I, I am seeing things slightly different. I am, I'm, I'm noticing that, you know, okay, when I turn my camera on to the Evans, uh, preset that maybe not everything looks like his work, but I'm suddenly seeing things like, you know, seeing in black and white is really an interesting way to go shoot, uh, Instead of post-processing, like not shooting in color and then turning it black and white, but actually shooting it in black and white uh, is really great because then I'm already looking at it, you know, with, uh, with you know, the colors removed. So I'm looking at shapes, I'm looking at forms and, and whatnot. Uh, so it becomes really helpful to, I, you know, and also I was noticing that when I don't have the camera up, I, my, I'm a little bit more able to see black and white when I'm walking around just looking, you know, I'm thinking about the tones differently. So, you know, I, I've learned some stuff from, from shooting in, in this way, you know. In fact, today I was walking around and I, uh, I was walking up towards a tree. And if I can process this shot and put it in the show notes, I, I will, <laughs> I promise. But there was a shadow of something uh, crossing the, the bottom of the trunk. And it's a big oak tree uh, in my neighborhood. And I looked at it and I swear it looked like the the foot of an elephant <laughs> because of the way the shadow was sort of warping on it. It looked like the, the nails of the of the elephant at the bottom. And, of course, the trunk is really thick and it's got that skin or the bark that looks like skin. Anyway, but I saw it in black and white. You know, I wasn't seeing the color in the shot. I was seeing it in black and white. I mean, obviously, it's a tree and a shadow, so there's already monochromaticness. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not certain where I was... Uh, where I was going with this, but, uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what's going on. So what am I learning here? You know, what, uh, um, what am I learning through Evans, you know, having re you know, having researched him, having talked about him in a show and here I'm talking about him again in another show. Uh, so what am I learning? And I think what I'm learning is, 
um, how to look at things that I see every day, you know, and, and think about documenting them and not trying to make uh, something, how do I say this, making something arty, you know, like the mere act of like, okay, I'm just going to take this shot. It's going to be black and white. And now black and white isn't, you know, just because I'm taking black and white doesn't make it arty all of a sudden, you know, and some people think that. And that's weird. <laughs> it's like, well, not everybody, but some people think that. I, I came across some people. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, so like, what does it mean to be a documentary photographer? And not, I'm not talking about photojournalism. And I'm not talking about getting into, you know, photographing people. Like, what does it mean to just document something? You know, Evans went around photographing buildings. I mean, he did photograph people. Yes, I know that. But he, you know, he also did a lot of just documenting, especially later in life when he got his hands on an SX-70 camera. He was recording bits and pieces of signs and, and street, you know, markings and whatnot. And so it really was sort of a documentary, a, a docu well, document of what he was saying. He was doing it artistic way yes more later on when he was doing the color which is really funny because he talked about color as being sort of an abomination and when he finally got old enough and he got an sx70 polaroid camera he fell in love with color so anyway i don't know what that means you know um so like you know do i need like i see a picture of some garbage on the street you know which i i also kind of like shooting and and suddenly i like shooting more because of uh reading about a few other photographers who go around and photograph, you know, uh, detritus on the ground and how much it says about the world when you're taking a picture of what we throw away. And do I need to make that, you know, a shallow depth of field so that it becomes some sort of arty thing? Or do, what's wrong with just recording it straight? You know, here's this stuff on the ground. Yes, maybe I'll make it black and white, although sometimes I've done it color, um, you know, depending on what I'm looking at. And I've actually photographed a lot of debris on the streets. Uh, unfortunately, in the neighborhood I live in, it gets a little kind of dirty sometimes. And so, but one time I found uh, someone had thrown away a whole collection of uh, family photographs and they were in the water on the street and I just went and recorded them and I wasn't doing anything, you know, clever with it. I just went and shot them, you know, figuring someone should record these before they get sweeped up by a, a street sweeper. So, um, do I need to make the pictures so visually stimulating and, and different to stand out from the rest. Uh, I don't know. You know, it might be just enough that, you know, here's this thing and I take a picture of it and yeah, maybe I'll use black and white. Maybe I'll use color. Maybe it, someone looks at it and says, yeah, it's Evan's style, but I can't be the only person in the world who's photographed in the style. And, and I'm sure Evans has, isn't either. Uh, well, you know, he was kind of one of the first, but <laughs> you know, uh, and, and so, yeah, what what is it about just like finding the ordinary and and recording it in such a way that um, I don't know, you know, it, it could be considered imitation. Uh, is it uh, or an homage? You know, what am I doing? So I, I've learned a little bit. I'm still working out on this. You know, I'm sort of throwing it out to you guys so that uh, maybe you guys uh, reach out to me and, like you know, we can have a discussion about this. I'm still trying to figure this out. I, I'll tell you one thing. I'm. I like shooting this way. I like it. I like shooting when I'm shooting, I should say. Not this way, but whatever I'm taking the shots of now, I'm enjoying, especially in my neighborhood. I like documenting uh, the things in my neighborhood that um, I think are worth looking at, you know, and, and looking at twice. And, and maybe having people look at my pictures like, I didn't realize that was in your neighborhood. I didn't realize that was in Brooklyn. And being like, yeah, you know, uh, I'm not trying to say anything, you know, special. I'm not really making some piece of art um, 
I'm not, I'm not really thinking about it that way. I'm really thinking about, let me just show this is, this is the world. It's kind of what I do with my street photography. You know, I mean, I like showing people the people I live with, you know, and that's, that's kind of what I'm doing. And so maybe this is sort of an extension of that. Uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, I'll let you guys, you know, figure it out. Maybe you can, uh, you can help me figure it out. Um, and am I going to keep shooting like this? Yeah, you know, probably. Uh, but who knows? Who knows how long it lasts? Is this a phase I go through? Is this really my style? Like, have I found my style yet? I mean, I know I've gotten my style in my street photography that feels like me, you know, when I look at it. Uh, is this me? I don't know. I shot it. Is it Evan speaking through me? I don't know. Uh, maybe a little bit. Sure. You know, you could make arguments many ways. Um, but I, I will tell you that I am satisfied with the pictures. You know, I look at some of them, not all of them, you know, uh, some are better than others, but some of the, like, you know, I was talking about this county clerk's building. I think it's county clerk's. You'll, you'll see. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, I really like it. I really like the shot. And it's kind of the thing that attracted me to, to Evan's work probably in the first place. So, you know, I, maybe I already have that built in. I have this idea of looking at things sort of the way he did. And so maybe it was naturally that I gravitated to liking his work and enjoying it and wanting to spend more time with it. And, and, you know, here's this thing in front of me that I'm recording, but you know, there was a few other things in, in Hudson that I shot that weren't in his style. You know, there, I did walk around and it was great. It was liberating in some sense to go around and shoot in black and white. Um, I don't know why I'm making a big deal about that now, uh, than, than before. Cause usually I shoot in color and then I convert to black and white and, yeah, you know, I got mirrorless cameras, and mirrorless cameras are great, especially when you shoot raw, because you can shoot in black and white, raw and JPEG. You can shoot in black and white, you can shoot whatever you want, and then reprocess it. And yet, um, you know, that idea of looking through the camera and seeing what the final shot is going to look like, or close to it, you know, to help you visualize what you're looking at, you know, deepening the shadows, using the shadows as, you know, compositional elements to lead your eye into something that's bright in the back or, or, or whatnot. Um, and it somehow works better in black and white sometimes because then I'm just looking, you're looking at the forms, you know? So anyway, having that really helps. That's, I, you know, I'm just crazy side note, but like really thankful to have these cameras, you know, and, and compared to shooting film, you know, where you had to imagine, I had to imagine what the black and white was going to look like. Uh, you know, I love, I love film. In fact, I've got, hmm, I got six rolls of 120 film that I got to do something with. I got to process um, some, you know, some of it's left over from early in the year, which I think I talked to you guys about and I haven't quite processed it yet. And of course, the more I wait, the more expensive it's going to be because then I got to send six rolls in. It's going to six rolls at 40. Oh boy. I can't spend $40 on these per roll. So I got to figure something out. I got to get this. But anyway, I got film here. So I like film. Uh, I still have film on my cameras. I'm, I'm in fact, you know, uh, what am I going to do? I don't know. Anyway, sorry. I'm <laughs> going through the I see it's getting late. So I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, but to, you know, have have a camera like a Fuji or any mirrorless camera that gives you that that uh, final view through the view screen is such a creative tool uh, that I'm just really thankful for. And I think it's really increased my ability to sort of pre-visualize my, you know, what I want to create, what I want to show to the world, you know? 
So anyway, that's sort of a side thank you to all the people who have made mirrorless cameras <laughs> possible. Uh, I really appreciate it. I mean, I was shooting black and white with my non-mirrorless cameras, but there really is something about the creative process when you walk around and, and it's presented in front of you and you can actually see and, and manipulate and create uh, right there and then, you know, while you're live. So, uh, yeah, big thumbs up <laughs> for, my, <laughs> for my Fuji cameras or Olympus cameras or Panasonic cameras or Sony cameras, anybody who's doing mirrorless you know, good, good going, you know. So anyway, that's it. I hope I didn't bore the hell out of you guys. Uh, you know, sometimes I make shows just out of the top of my head. And this is kind of one of those. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, it, I really enjoy, um, really enjoy doing this with you guys. So that being said, uh, the opening quotes, if you haven't figured it out by now, <laughs> are from Walker Evans. So he's in the, obviously one of my all-time favorite photographers who also happened to live in Brooklyn for a stretch of time during early in his life. Uh, kind of lived closer to the river uh, uh, near the bridge. So, yeah. So I definitely encourage you to go... I really encourage you to go and look at his work, especially the stuff he did uh, during the Depression. But you know what? All of his pictures, you know, they're just a lot of fun. Even his early stuff when he was trying to be really creative. Um... So, yeah, second show where I'm talking about Evans, but this time I was just talking to you about how he affected me and not really just trying to teach you guys about it. So, yeah, uh, the quotes, there was two quotes at the beginning. Both of them are for Evans. Uh, I love them. And, yeah. So you can find the show notes for this episode and all the other episodes uh, at switchtomanual.podbean.com. And the Switch to Manual site is getting a makeover sometime in August. But until then, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at AM Rosario and on Flickr at, uh, well, I don't think there's an at, uh, at just AM Rosario. And also on Facebook as the Switch to Manual guys, Switch to Manual and Rosario Photo. And uh, if you like this show, uh, I can always use your support. You know, I'm doing the show by myself, and uh, it's always good to get some kind of support. So if you like it, you can send me some uh, exposure bucks, I like to call them, uh, by going to iTunes and giving me a rating and a review uh, and telling your friends about the show. And look, hey, if you got any kind of review and it's going to be maybe on the negative side, if you can give me some feedback on how to improve the show, I would really, really, really appreciate that. Um, just telling me it's a bad show or boring show, not so helpful. Uh, and I don't take those personally. I understand that. But, uh, if you have a way of thought that I can improve the show, let me know. Cause I would love to hear about it. I'm, I'm all ears. You know, I love doing the show and I just want to make it better and better, better. And I want to bore you guys to tears. So, uh, and actually, if you do want to contribute to the show, there's a tip cup on the Podbean page and, you know. As Tom used to like to say, you can throw some chump change, but buy me a coffee or a beer. So whether you want to, uh, you know, throw some exposure bucks or some real bucks, anything to support the show, hey, it's great. And look, you know what? Drop me a line and let you, you know, anytime you can uh, on all, you know, the the uh, different social media sites. And if you have any suggestions or topics that you want me to cover, or photographers you want me and maybe Ward to go dive into. Let me know uh, anything to make the show better. You know, I, I've passed my hundredth episode and I don't see me stopping for a long time. You know? So and uh, finally, you know, I talked about the beginning, but the uh, Street Shots theme music was written and produced by Phyllis Audio. So you can find out more about the real 
genius, uh, and I mean that with all sincerity, uh, creative genius behind Phyllis Audio at soundcloud.com slash Phyllis Audio. That's P-H-Y-L-L-I-S Audio. You know what? Hey, thanks for hanging in there. And until next time, keep shooting and working at it because things will begin to happen.